Hey there, Renee Collins here, CPA, financial planner, and the host of the Retire Ready To podcast. This podcast is dedicated to providing financial education to families and business owners so that they can save, invest, and build wealth, and not just for today, but for generations to come. This is going to be the last podcast of season one, 16 episodes in. Can you believe it? It has indeed been a journey. I wanted to start this podcast in 2019 after I attended a financial conference called FinCon, but out of fear or some other reason, I just didn't do it. And so I want to take this opportunity to send love and hugs to all those who have supported me on this journey. Thank you for listening to the podcast, sharing it with your family and your friends, my podcast contributors. Thank you all for being a part of my journey. And now I want to encourage you. I want you to do something that you have a desire to do, but for whatever reason, you have talked yourself out of it or you just haven't gotten started yet. Because someone once told me that life ain't no dress rehearsal. You get one chance. So we have to make it count. And it doesn't matter if it's a bit messy. Anytime you do anything for the first time, it will be a learning experience. Work towards getting better, but just get started. Because I believe that this is one of the keys to success, and that is just getting started. So like Nike says, just do it. I recorded this podcast a couple weeks ago, but I decided to update it because the Federal Reserve Board has recently increased the interest rates by three quarters of a percent. And that's fairly high from a historical standpoint. And I want to talk about how does this impact our household spending? Most of us, we are feeling the impact of this inflation on our wallets. Inflation came in at 9.1% during the month of June. This is a problem because it creates stress on the average American to afford basic necessities to survive. Now, in order to lower inflation, the Federal Reserve Board, they will increase the interest rates. Without going into all the detail of how this all fleshes out, I just want to say that when interest rates go up, what this does is it makes purchasing more expensive. It discourages spending. Auto loans, the interest rate on those, it will increase. Mortgage payments become higher. Credit card rates, they also go up. So the Fed's actions, they're starting to impact the housing market in some areas. I know where I live. I have a friend who is in the market to having his home built, and he's been patiently waiting for the builder to break ground on his property. And it's been like three, four months now, and the builder still hasn't done it because he is waiting until he can sell all of his lots. According to the U.S. News and Reports, mortgage rates have doubled and the housing inventory has increased over the past 12 months. New construction housing permits and new home starts, they fail from their May levels. So I think that it's safe to say that the economy is beginning to adjust to these higher interest rates. Now, the Fed was also asked, 
whether or not he felt that the economy was headed towards a recession. And he said he didn't feel that the economy was in a recession, nor did he feel like we were headed towards one. Well, corporate America seems to be disagreeing with him because they are preparing for the worst. Apple and Google and other tech companies, they've put a pause on hiring. And I even read that in the Wall Street Journal, some tech companies have rescinded job offers that they made to recent hirees. So I don't know if we're heading towards a recession. And honestly, you really don't know if you're in a recession until you've actually gone through the recession and look back and analyze the data to determine exactly what the numbers say. I think part of the challenge for economists is that unemployment is still low. It's hovering somewhere between 3 to 4%, unlike what it was when we were experiencing the pandemic. During the pandemic, unemployment was at 14 plus percent. And then people are still spending money. I went to Orlando a couple of weeks ago and the airports were packed. The airplanes were packed. I went shopping and the malls are packed. People are still spending money. So whether or not a recession is in our future, we don't know. We don't even have control over what's happening on the macroeconomic front. The one thing that we can control is our attitudes, our behaviors, and basically how we manage our money. And that is really what this podcast is all about. It is about how do we plan for the uncertain. The first thing I'm going to say is that regardless of what you see on CNBC or in the news and media, don't panic. What's important is to have a plan. Have a plan for your life and importantly, have a plan for your money. It's time that we get back to the basics. Create a budget. Create a plan to spend with intention. And I know a lot of people, they don't like budgets for a variety of reasons. But a budget is really a great tool for having control over your money. It is a tool that allows you to spend with intention, to allocate your money towards those things that matter most to you. And honestly, it's a great wealth building tool because you can use your budget to tell your money exactly where you want your money to go rather than being swayed or driven by emotional decisions. And we're all guilty of this. I know I am. But when I'm operating my spending with a plan, I'm more focused with my money because my money is at the top of mind and I don't just set it and forget about it. The key to achieving success with your money is keeping your budget and your plans for your money top of mind. And these days it's easy to do because you can get a budgeting app and put it on your phone. And I like the idea of the budgeting app and paper. I still like the way paper feels. I know it's old school and somewhat antiquated, but honestly, it makes me feel connected to my money because I'm not using cash these days. I use the debit card, but when I can see those numbers in front of me, I feel like I have control over my money. So yes, I still use pen and paper to do my budget. It works for me. 
and you have to figure out what works for you. Now, before you spend your money, ask yourself if that purchase that you're making, is it a need or is it a want? Use the 24-hour rule. So if you see something that you want, put it in your cart if you're using the internet. Or if you're at the store, leave it there. Leave it there for 24 hours, go home, think about it, and ask yourself, do I really want this? And if it's still a want and you can afford it, buy it. Next, create an emergency fund. Remember I said, let's get back to the basics. And an emergency fund is the basics. You want to aim for a minimum of three to six months of basic living expenses. Now, you have to decide if you're going to be on the low end of that spectrum or on the higher end, or if six months is even enough. If you're a business owner, you may want to save nine to 12 months of basic living expenses. And take a look at your job. If you're working in a secure or fairly secure position, or you have a household that has two incomes, then you may feel that having three months of expenses and a savings account is adequate. Now, if you have a employer where your situation, your employment situation is a bit tenuous or, you know, there's some uncertainty about the viability of the firm, then you may want to start putting a little bit more money into your emergency fund. Use your judgment because you know better than anyone what the culture and the feel of your workplace is. So another way for us to prepare during this recession is investing. Continue to invest. I've gotten a lot of questions from people about whether or not they should continue to invest. And I say, yes. If your investment time horizon is 10 years out, and you're invested in low-cost, well-diversified mutual funds or stocks, continue to invest. A diversified portfolio, it should have a good mix of equity and bond mutual funds or ETFs and possibly even cash, just depending upon your time horizon, your investment objective, and your tolerance for risk. Now, if your financial goals are within 10 years, then I recommend that you speak with your financial planner and check in with your goals to see if you're still on track to achieving them. And then educate yourself. Educate yourself about the stock market and its history. I know a lot of people started investing in the stock market during the pandemic. So if this is your first market downturn, it's important to understand that the stock market is going to have cycles of highs and lows, and it's been this way for the past 100 plus years. The stock market is like climbing a mountain. I heard this from, I think, another advisor, and I can't remember where, but I love the analogy because he said the stock market, it was like climbing a mountain. While you're climbing up that mountain, you're going to have these little peaks and valleys, these little ups and downs, ups and downs. But if you keep moving, you're still going up the mountain. And I thought that was a great analogy. So in the short run, the stock market is volatile. And volatile is just another word for risk. So that means it's going up and down, up and down. 
But over the long term, the stock market has gone up. So it basically rewards those who can stomach the downturns and stay the course. Next, investing for the times. I believe there are going to be opportunities to invest and build wealth during all business cycles. But you have to take a step back and ask yourself, what is happening in the world? Who is benefiting? Who is spending money? And right now, we're experiencing this historical rate of inflation. There are investments that benefit from high inflation rates. And one of those investments are I-bonds. I-bonds are government bonds with interest rates that are tied to the consumer price index. The consumer price index is really a measurement of inflation. And these bonds are currently paying 9.62%. 9.62% on your money. Government bonds are basically their risk-free investments because they're backed by the full faith and the credit of our government. The risk of default on these bonds is low. If the government needs money to pay back the bonds, they're going to either tax us more or do what they do best, and that's print more money. And if you want to learn more about these I-bonds, I did a live streaming on them and I put it on YouTube. Go ahead and check out the link to the YouTube video. I've included that in the show notes. If you have your emergency fund in place and you're still investing in your company's 401k plan and you want to look for other opportunities, take a look at stocks that have a strong history of paying dividends. There's a group of stocks that are called the dividend aristocrats, and it is a group of 65 S&P 500 dividend paying companies. And these companies, they've paid dividends for the past 25 years in a row. And that's a big deal because that means that these companies, they have cash on their balance sheet. Do some research, Google it, and you will get information about these companies. Then take a look at companies who have been doing really well and see which ones are selling at a discount. Again, remember, there are good companies out there that are now selling at a discount. And then another thing to think about is consumer staples. People are going to need toothpaste, soap. They're going to wash their clothes. We know people need toilet paper. We found that out during the pandemic. And then don't forget discount stores. When the economy starts to slow down, people will typically move away from higher-end stores and start shopping at discount stores. Discount stores will typically do a little bit better during a recession. Take a look at those and see what companies are going to benefit if we should go into a recession. Next is pay down high interest rate debt. Early in this podcast, I said that the Fed is still increasing interest rates. And if you're carrying a balance on your credit card, that balance is going to get really costly. If you have debt that has a variable interest rate, now is the time to start putting a debt reduction plan in place because interest rates are on the rise. You want to create a plan for your money. I want to circle back to that again. 
Creating a plan for your money is just so important. You don't want to stop investing towards your goals, your financial goals, but you do want to review your discretionary spending and then put balance in place. You want to have balance between saving, investing, and paying down debt. Take a look at your savings. If you don't have an emergency fund, now is the time to start creating one. Investing. Even though the market is down, you want to continue to invest. You want to buy low and sell high. And because the market is down, it's a great opportunity to do that. And then pay down debt. Those interest rates are going up. And the sooner you can pay down the debt, the better. I recently opened up my course, The Financial Freedom Roadmap. It was designed to help people reduce stress and overwhelm that they have around their money and take control of it regardless of what is happening in the economy so that they can have the life that they truly want and the life that they truly deserve. In the course, it helps people to think different about their finances. We tend to think about our money from the standpoint of what we can spend with it. But when we can think about our money like an investor, when we can think of it in terms of what we can create with our money, then we can make our money work just as hard as we do to earn it. And we can begin to build wealth and leave a legacy. If you're interested in the course, be sure to check out the show notes. There's a link in the show notes to the course so that you can learn more about it. Well, that's all that I have for today. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the Retire Ready To podcast. Please share it with your family, your friends, and like us on the Apple podcast. And I'll be back this fall. Take care. Go be great today. And remember that there is no secret to building wealth. Spend less than you make and invest the rest.